0: Welcome, everybody, to the Thinking Big Podcast. Uh, today, we have a treat for you. Uh, we're talking with a friend of mine, Ryan Locke. He's the uh, author of a brand new book called Wisdom Beyond the Classroom. And I'm telling you right now with what's going on with homeschooling and with the ways that we're having to work with our kids and even our grandkids, that this is so important. You know, I want to ask you a question as an adult. How do you think your choices or your path might have been different uh, right now uh, had you had access to personal development when you were growing up? You know, What if you had learned things like meditation and mindfulness, uh, managing your emotions, giving ourselves better self-care and love, asking ourselves empowering questions, and choosing thoughts that serve us? Holy crap. I know that I would have been much different. And, and here's the problem. This type of stuff is not taught in school. Uh this uh, you know generally in school we're taught you know what to think and not necessarily how to think and this is what prompted Ryan to write his book. Uh Ryan was a high school uh, basketball coach he's taught uh 4th through 6th grades uh in San Francisco and he's even taught over uh, overseas and uh teaching English in, in South Korea. So today we're actually going to be thinking big into our children's our grandchildren's and even our own mindset. I want to welcome uh, Ryan to the show. It is such a pleasure to have you. And I can tell you the stuff that you're doing is so, to me is so valuable and so needed that uh, I I just don't think people ever get this information, you know, from, as you talk about, from schools, from society, we just don't seem to get a lot of this information of, of what you talk about. And before we get in, you know, you've got that, you know, you've got your new book out and we will, you know, we'll definitely get to that book because that is a a fantastic, fantastic book. Uh, But before we do, I just want to know what really kind of drove you started, you know, what, what switch flipped in your mind that said, you know, I've really got to go and do this. I've got to, you know, you were a former teacher, elementary school teacher, by the way, you would have hated me as a student. (laughs) I was such a smart ass uh, but what, what drove you
1: to do that? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, Sean, thank you for having on, having me on here. Um, I'm feel very blessed to be on here. So thank you very much. And, uh, thank you for your kind words as well. What really prompted me to write this book, as you mentioned, I was an elementary teacher for a number of years, uh, sixth grade primarily. And, um, you know, I I would have been able to handle you, Sean. You know, I have uh, 30 students at a time and uh, they're certainly not all angels. So, um, you know, that's part of it, isn't it? I think a lot of parents these days now that they've been homeschooling and they have their kids, they're like, oh, my God, we need to pay the teachers even more. This is so hard. And it is, tough. you know. Um, but um, anyway, uh, back to your question. What really inspired me to write the book was when I was teaching, you know, our curriculums are so jam packed and the subjects that we're learning, they're valuable subjects, but something to me that's as valuable, if not more valuable is, is personal development. And we don't fit in time to teach that. And so when I was teaching sixth grade, I would do the best I could to empower my students, um, speak words of wisdom. We would often meditate and I I would do my best to do that, but it was also still very difficult to fit that in. I I essentially had to fit that in during homeroom. Right. And so when I had my students in my homeroom and then when I had other students coming into my class to learn particular subjects, you know, I thought to myself, how can I do my very best to speak on personal development, which really is a an all-encompassing word that, you know, also we're talking about emotional intelligence and right. growth mindset and yep. many, many topics. But, you know, I thought, how can I do my very best to not only reach my students, but how can I do this on a broader level, on a on a grand level where I can help to, um, you know how I can reach a lot more students. So the the book really came from about that time uh, a couple years ago. Now I stopped teaching, and in my daily meditation, which I have a daily meditation practice, um, I I believe this book because of those thoughts and those feelings just kind of arose from that. And so I started to write uh, a couple years ago. And so you know as as with anything, you know things do take time um but but this book uh came to be and and really i'm I'm excited to to share it with the world
0: oh, that's fantastic and and some of the things you talk about in there and some of the some of the ideas that you have, and you know you, people don't i don't think it's well understood or people just don't realize it that know the concept of you know thoughts create your feelings which in turn create the actions that you take which create Mm -hmm. the results that you get and everything starts from uh you know really starts from our thoughts and our mindset you know both conscious and subconscious you know what what are your thoughts on you know that whole philosophy of the you know thoughts feelings uh actions and results
1: yeah absolutely i i uh, completely agree with what you're saying you know when we want to create our reality, uh, we're able to do that. And you see people that do are doing incredible things. And, and the reverse of that is true as well. But when we are able to align our thoughts and our feelings, because we are emotional beings and we can actually then align it with our actions, I mean, we are able to essentially create our reality. Um, but in doing so, you know, we have to go in, we have to go internal, we have to do the internal work. And part of that, you know, which is, is something we're not really taught um, unless, you know, you have a a great parents that teach this or, or, or some kind of a mentor Um, you have to slow down. You have to take time to reflect. And I think meditation is, is really good for that. Um, But we essentially are able to do that. You know, uh, Albert Einstein has this great quote about energy and um, the quote, what it actually says is that everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Yeah. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help, but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. So I believe that absolutely to be true, um, but it's also something that helps to be taught, right? It helps to learn that from somebody that's already, you know, gone down the road and, and can, you know, instill that wisdom, uh, which is certainly very needed today. Right. And that's, you know, it's
0: most of us, including myself for years, I was just really on autopilot, and right. everything that was happening to me, well, that was just fate. You know, that's just, that's just mm-hmm. the way it was. And that's just, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And we don't know what we don't know. And right. we don't, I didn't understand that if I change my thoughts, I would actually change my, you know, the results that I, that I get in my life. And I think that's, right. I, to me, that's the biggest hurdle is having people see, you know you know, how, how, how can you get students and how can you get adults, hell, to see that, you know, the way that you think is, is truly, uh, you know, truly what's driving the ship. And it's, and, uh, you know, again, I I was on autopilot for years.
1: Right. I, that's a really good point. And I think that, you know, most people probably are until they're really taught to, um, how to think, you know, which is a lot of what the book is about. Also, when we go to school, thinking is hard work. Yeah, it is hard <laughs> work. Exactly. Um, You know, when we when we go to school, we're really taught what to learn, right? Like, this is what you need to learn. But we're not actually taught like, hey, take a step back. And this is how to learn or this is how to think, um, which you know, the questions we ask ourselves are so important and we're not actually really taught about that. You know, if you step back and, and my first chapter is, is actually about that. It's called what's in it for me. If you step back and ask yourself specific questions, um, let me give you an example. Like, uh, if I woke up today and, and, um, Maybe I'm in a, a good mood or a bad mood immediately because of something that happens. But if you step back and say, you know, how do I want to feel today? You know, um, how do I want to present myself and go about how I do things? You know, um, little questions will determine, you know, how your day unfolds. And and going back to chapter one, uh, what's in it for me, it it comes down to if, if uh, students are asked to do something that they don't want to do you know, there's three simple questions that are talked about that can, can change completely the way you look at something, you know, like um, if you're asked to do something you don't like um, we can immediately default and be in a, a upset about it or unhappy about it, which then we're actually our frame of mind. We're not as intelligent as we are when we're happy and lit up from something, but you know, if you thought, you know, what can I actually learn from this, and how can I do this to the best of my ability, and what attitude will serve me best, you know, just those kind of th- those questions that we ask ourselves, uh, they're a game changer. And so you're right, going back to being on autopilot, it is easy to be on autopilot, and to step back and to think and to be able to respond instead of just react to what's in front of us. It makes all the difference in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. And how we, you know, you know how we react to things really is our only, to me, that, that, that is our only true freedom that we have. And right. what's funny is, you know, you can, you know, the, you take someone who's been in a car accident. You know, I've been in several car accidents and mm-hmm. somebody will get out of the car and they're pissed off upset you mm-hmm. screwed this up you you know you're you made me late you did this and in another accident someone gets out and well that's just hey that's what insurance for no big deal no harm no foul let's go about it so right. it's it's not the accident that caught because if it was the accident that caused people to get angry mm-hmm. everybody would be angry at every accident so it's so it's totally. not it's not the accident it's how we you know how we react to that input
1: Absolutely. And um, uh, a quote that you know goes along very well with what you're talking about, and I know you're a John Maxwell fan, it's a quote that I have in my book. It's been said that life is 10% of what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. And another quote that I have in the book comes from Eckhart Tolle, and it says, the primary cause of unhappiness is never the situation, but thoughts about it. Be aware of the thoughts you are thinking. So you know if we're able to take a step back and that little moment of time we have before we you know have like a knee knee jerk reaction, um, it makes all the difference in the world. And you're right, Um, accidents happen all the time, and and uh, some people respond well or react well to it, and others they don't think about it. Right? Usually when you when you react. And it's, and it's not the way that's bringing out your best self. It's because you didn't actually pause to, to take a deep breath and to think intelligently.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, I, I truly think that, you know, the stuff that's in your book and the stuff that, uh, you know, it's coming out right now, it is, it is to me more meaningful now than it ever has been. Uh, it's needed more now, I think, than it ever has been. With people going into quarantine, people, you know, edu- getting edu- getting educated at home. You know, their parents are are teaching them at home. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I truly think that you're going to have two types of people come out of this: people that don't don't take advantage of the situation. As far as to me, if you're not learning while you're doing this, while you're in mm-hmm. this. You've never had a time problem. You've never had a resource problem. You've had a you problem because if you're, you have all this time right now and you have all this, you know, everything's online, you can learn anything you want. So if you're not learning and if you're not developing yourself, and again, I think the number one thing to do is personal development. That's kind of the core of, of everything. But yeah, I think right now, this is a perfect time for the, for this book, because this is exactly what people need right now.
1: Well, thank you for saying so, Sean. I think you're, I, I agree with you and, and, uh, it's very true. You know, I speak to people that, you know, Hey, how you doing right now with everything? Uh, you know, I have people that say, ah, I'm bored right now. And, or I have people in the opposite that are taking advantage and they're and they're learning and they're, and they're really seizing the moment. Um, but those that say they're bored, I'm, it's just like, wow. I mean, that's, that's what you're focusing on then is, is not growing, not learning. Right. Um, because everything is, is all the resources are at our fingertips now. Right. Um, we have, we have no excuse for that. So as before, you know, maybe, uh, perhaps there's a little bit more of an excuse, like, I don't know how to do this. Well, now we know how to do everything within a matter of, of moments. Right. Right. And so, but I, I agree with you. You know, this is a critical time to uh, reflect and and look at what you really need to or want to work on. And, um, you know, for me personally, this time has been a real blessing. I have a, a five and a half month old boy. He was actually born here in 2020. He was born on <laughs> January 3rd. So um, my wife and I, I've just been soaking up this time. It has just been such a blessing to have so much, uh, good quality family time and also to, to do what you're talking about and, and to learn and to grow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been quite a, quite a year. Where do you think education, I mean, being a, you know, a former teacher, where do you think education is going to go? Wow.
1: That's a, that's a really good question. I think that what we're finding now is that, because we can learn so quickly and that everything is at our fingertips, that more and more learning will go online. And what that means is kids have to go to high school, right? So, uh, but beyond that, they don't have to necessarily go to college. And for years, it was always the path of go to high school, go to college, you know, get a good job, uh, that has completely shifted, in in my opinion, where you can go and and learn some technical skills. Uh, you can go and learn something online, and and going to college is not n- n- it's not a net necessity, really. Um, you see, some of the most uh, successful people in our world, some of the the wealthiest people in our world, they didn't go that route, um, but getting educated in what field you want. Um, certainly some, uh, some fields you will have to go to college, but others you certainly won't have to. So yeah. I think from a standpoint of also being in school, uh, middle school, high school, you know, we're going to take a look at this as a whole. And eventually we're going to say, you know, what is necessary in today's world and what is not, because some of what is being taught is is outdated, you know. So there are some major changes that will also happen in our schools. It may take a little time, um, but they're certainly coming. And I believe that teaching personal development is is one of those changes that will happen and is happening um a little bit already.
0: Yeah, that's good. I, I man, I so wish that they taught personal development in, you know, in schools. I, I wish they taught it in corporate America. I, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, it, it's right. at all levels, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think they, you know, I don't think people do it in school. I don't think they do it at, at corporate America, but uh, yeah, as far as schools here, I don't know what's going to happen. We, we got, you know, I have my granddaughter that lives here right now, uh, which by the way, I've, I've learned, I am not a good teacher. <laughs> my tolerance levels as I get older, my tolerance level, and think goes down, but uh she's doing mm, good. With but they, they've come back and said, well, you have the option next year to either go in or you can uh, learn from home and, and do homeschooling. But uh going in, they're going to be like isolated. There's not going to be any recess, no, mm. no activities. It's like, to me, that's going to be like prison. I mean, it's,
1: Oh man, that is, that is tough. I think because of that, we're just going to see a lot more, families decide to homeschool, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I don't I wouldn't necessarily want to send my kid in if it was it was going to be like that and you have to wear a mask the whole time and yeah. it it's completely different. So um I certainly think that the homeschooling is going to be happening more and more and and uh, parents I guess are just going to have to figure out that juggling act of being able to do that while still working.
0: Yeah. And now it <clears throat> uh in your book you 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 mentioned it earlier, but you've got uh a lot of of quotes within your book and I, to me, I absolutely love quotes because if you ask me to go do a speech for an hour, I'm ready. I can go right now and just give me an hour. I'll go up there and talk. If you tell mm-hmm. me I have to do my speech in five minutes, that'll take me weeks to to do
1: uh, right and when right. so when
0: you get when you, when you look at some good quotes and you There's so much packed into those five, six, you know, ten words that are in that quote. I mean, sometimes quotes are some of the most powerful things because you can look in them and and you can keep unraveling and unraveling. What are some of your Mm -hmm. favorite quotes within that, uh, within that, uh, within your book?
1: Mm, Good question. One that stands out to me is a quote from uh, Napoleon Hill, the author of Think and Grow Rich, is, you become what you think about I think that that is one of the greatest quotes uh, throughout the history of our time. It's just, it's one simple sentence, but means so much. And, uh, you know, you become what you think about really is like your reality, your inner reality does become your outer reality. So you really have to think what you are what you are putting in your head and we have thousands of thoughts a day right so you have to really kind of stand stand guard at the gate of your mind and when you have thoughts that don't serve you i mean you don't have to believe all your thoughts right we have them all day long but you really do become what you think about i think that's a a really a really important one another one that stands out to me is uh tony robbins quote the secret to living is giving you know, we are uh, in a society where, uh, you know, we see people that are making tons of money and they're extremely successful. Um, but really, you know, what's life all about? You know, it's, it's about um, it's about contributing. It's about, you know, we're all connected and we all have our, I believe, our own inner wisdom and our potential and our gift is to give you know, our gift to the world. And, and part of being successful really is, and and having a fulfilling life is, is to give. And so I believe that, you know, the more that we do give of ourselves, the more we get back um, in a tremendous amount of ways. So, uh, you know, those two really stand out. Uh, there's, there's many, many quotes in it. Um, I guess one other one, if I had to uh, think about another one. Also, is um, is a from Hank Aaron, baseball player. Uh, failure is part of success. It's something that we've heard over and over in probably different ways. But our relationship with failure is so important to get what we want because what we want is just uh, not right in front of us and just so easy. Right. Right. We have to fail over and over. And actually, along with the failure is part of success. um, Thomas Edison has a great quote that says, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. You have to keep going much of the time to get what you want in life. Right. And and when you're doing that, you could actually step back and say, um, you know, how do I want to feel while I'm doing this, while I'm while I'm actually um, failing my way to success, you know what kind of attitude do I have, want to have? You know, because um, I'm going somewhere, and so that growth mindset. Um, and I just recently listened to something about a growth mindset. Growth mindset. A mindset is not just about reaching a goal; uh, it's also about you know, the little steps that you're getting along the way to reward yourself along the way, like even if it's just to step back and say, hey, you've done a great job. You know, that growth mindset is that you're moving forward. But success, uh, failure is part of that success. And you have to, to you have to put one foot in front of the other. And before you know it, uh, whether it's uh, months or a year or many years down the road, if you look back, you say, oh, my goodness, I've I've come a tremendous way. Yeah.
0: And it's, you know, it's you know, one of the things that I did in the past is I did uh uh decided to do an uh, Ironman, which is a competition of awesome. and uh but I didn't do it because I wanted to do an Ironman. I did it because mm-hmm. I knew if I was to be successful at that, who I would have to become in order to be there. You know, so I had wow. to, I had to know, you know, I knew that to get to point A, to get to that starting line, I had to become A much better person uh, both from a mindset standpoint a physical standpoint but it is I mean it's it's not the destination it's it's who you become to get to that destination wow and and some of those quotes I mean that's what I love about quotes you know the quotes that you just mentioned we could literally spend a half a day on each of those quotes Mm -hmm. and that's what that that's what I mean why I think you know quotes are so beautiful is you can sit there and unravel those for days mm-hmm. and days. I mean, they just, you can just keep looking into them. And Think and Grow Rich is probably one of my, one of my favorite all-time books ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I absolutely Me love too. the book. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I think it should be mandatory. Re- that's, that's one of the books I think should be taught in schools. Maybe a, a, there's, I mean, it was written in the thirties, so there's some, you know, stuff in there, but I think the concepts should be taught in, in schools. I mean, that's, you know thoughts are things it's uh, uh absolutely
1: i and i completely agree with that it is absolutely one of my all time favorite books and and in you know when we listen to something or we're told something it can be something that you hold on to for a little bit or remember for a bit but it's like anything anything that you find that's extremely valuable you have to continue to come back to it. Right. Yeah. I just listened to something. Um, it, gosh, it could have been just yesterday, uh, something that Tony Robbins was talking about. And he was talking about uh, a conversation he was having with his, his mentor that has passed, but Jim Rohn and Jim was telling him about think and grow rich and that he, you know, needed to pick up this book. And and Tony's like, yeah, I've read it. And Jim said, well, how many times have you read it? And Tony said once. And he said once. (laughs) He said, I've read that book um, at least two dozen times. And he said, you're this was before Tony, you know, was was extremely got successful. He was when he was young. But he said, you're you're not successful. I'm very successful. You've read the book once. I've read it a couple dozen times. So (laughs) I believe that You know, and when we have this kind of wisdom that's in front of us, it's something that we have to keep around, right? It's something that's good to go back to because, you know, some people can, can read something once and perhaps it sticks in their brain very well. That's not how, it it doesn't work like that for me. I literally have to read something over and over. Sometimes I got to write things down. So, well, here's, I I think,
0: and, and I think Think and Grow Rich is one of the wonderful books that illustrates this, but it books meet you where you are. So Mm. I've read, you know, I've read Think and Grow Rich, God, at least 20 times. And I, Mm -hmm. I I swear to you, it's the same damn book, but Mm -hmm. every single time it's like, they just put this in here. That was, that was not there the last time I read that. It's, it's, it's someone snuck some new pages in this book because clearly this was not in here the first time I read it. So, yeah, I think, and i think every book is like that you know we we have mm-hmm. our you know our crap filters you know that we see mm-hmm. our world through that change all the time so when we read a book today it's through a different filter than if we read it two months from now and as we grow mm. you know again i'll i'll read uh you know think and grow rich you know again this year and it's going to mean something completely different because i'm in a different spot and
1: yeah, i I love that you just said that. I'm actually writing it down. That a book meets you where you are because it's so true. I I do the same as what you're saying, but I'll a lot of times like in the morning. With I have a morning routine of of you know working out. I have my headphones on and I'm I'm either it varies what I'm listening to, but often I'm listening to audio books. And this is this is one of the books I've listened to that I've thought the exact same thing that you just said. I'm like. How I'm like, have I not heard that before? and I'll like <laughs> literally stop what I'm doing, and in my phone, I like go to the notes section and I'll like write something down. um, I completely agree with you on that, yeah, it's like I
0: think you're you know I do some subconscious and and conscious work, and you know I think your subconscious is running at like I don't know four billion bits per second, and your conscious is at like two thousand bits per second, it's right. like that's it's you are losing you you are filtering out. Way, way, way more than you're getting. So, I mean, if you do something in, in 30, you know, in 30 days, you're going to be different. and Your filter is going to be different. Absolutely. And that's, to me, that's the most wonder. That, that's one of the wonderful things about books is, you know, you can keep going back to these books over and over and they're going to change every time. And, and speaking of, of books, you know, let's let's talk about your book. You know, let, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Uh, Wisdom Beyond the Classroom. That is a great title of a book, by the way. Where did you. Thank you. Where where did you come up with that name? I mean, what's the Obviously it's the concept of the book.
1: Mhm. Yeah, you know, I going back to just thinking about my students and and what I wanted to really instill in them that was as important or more important than the subjects, you know, with personal development and then to be able to do this on on a broader level as well. Um just thinking about it, you know, in my meditation practice. And then when I began to write this book, um, I I just opening myself up to, you know, what is this all about? How can I, uh, what do I want to students and people in general, like adults would certainly get a lot out of this book as well. um, But what is it that I want them to come away with? And it really was like, while we're in school, you know, we have certain things that we learn and some of those things aren't actually going to matter in the real world. (laughs) You know, you remember it as a student. I remember it as a student. And I got this question uh, pretty often as a teacher, somebody would raise their hand and students say, Hey, Mr. Lockie, like, when are we going to use this in the real world? You know? And and I was pretty honest about that too, (laughs) uh, depending on what we were talking about. Um, But this was, this is really information. It's wisdom that you can take, it's beyond the classroom that is going to serve you in your life, you know, throughout your life. So, um, you know, that's really what, what it's all about. Wisdom that is not just, you know, inside the, you know, our square room inside the classroom, you can take it, apply it in your life. And the book has, you know, stories, uh, tools and lessons that are, that are fun and easy to learn and and easy to apply. Right. Now, if I was a, let's say a high school student
0: or sixth grade, you know, what's the biggest thing I would get if I got this book and I, and I went through this, what what am I going to get as a human or what am I going to get as a, you know, how, how, how is this going to help me?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Good question. Um, gosh, there's lots of little nuggets of wisdom in there. Uh, I think that, you know. First and foremost, um, you know you do become what you think about, so it's it's very important what you're thinking. Our words are very powerful; they're they can they can be empowering. So you know uh, the way we speak to ourselves, what comes out of our mouth, um, that is very important. Um, but what you're also going to get from it is that you know each of us really does have unlimited potential. Each of us does have inner wisdom. And this book really talks about tapping into that, you know, taking a step back, learning how to have some quiet time, some meditation time, tap into that and have our reality, our outer world really match our inner world, which obviously is very important, uh, especially today with everything going on and in a lot of the chaos in the world. but. I believe that this book will help someone on their path that works best for them. And that is right for them and not to just listen to outside noise, because also what we know, you and I both know this is that what other people want for us is not always best for us, you know, whether that's family or friends or people that don't really care about us. Um, And so You know, we have to be able to tap into our inner wisdom, our intuition, you know, and say, is that right? Is that what I want? Or am I just going to do something because someone else um, wants me to do that or someone else thinks that I should do that? You know, um, while I'm thinking about this, um, something that's coming to mind is Les Brown. I listened to something recently with Les Brown and, you know, ed- Les Brown is, he's this world renowned speaker, uh, motivator. He's amazing. Um, but as he was growing up, he's a twin and he was known as the DT, the Dome twin. And that's what he bought into. Yeah. You know, he bought into um, this very little, uh, you know, this, this small mindset and that he that he couldn't do what he wanted, he just basically listened to what people were telling right. him and believed that, so um it wasn't until he did have a teacher in school that that heard about this and said, "You know, don't ever let someone else tell you who and what you should be right and so you know the book, my book really comes back to uh being able to um tap into our inner wisdom our potential and rid the limiting beliefs that we tell ourselves yeah. we have so many limiting beliefs um, that we need to do away with yeah i had a uh, mentor uh, a lo-
0: quite a while ago but uh, i never realized how negative and how limiting my self talk was and mm-hmm. you know i was challenged by my mentor to to look into that and and write down everything i said to myself and it was like i was so, I don't know, upset or so shocked on how negative I talked to myself back then it, mm-hmm. and, and how limiting my beliefs were and my talk was. It's like, I would never, I would never hang out with anybody that talked to, right. talked to me like that. Right. I mean, right. Absolutely. and I did it with, uh, unconsciously. Didn't even know I was, you know, oh, that's stupid. Oh, that's, that, that'll that never work. Oh, you're, you're stupid. That, that's, you know, that's a dumb idea. I would mm-hmm. never friend, be friends with someone who talked to me like the way I talked to myself. And I didn't even know I was doing it. You know, I was already in personal mm-hmm. development, but until you focus and really pay attention to, you know, the self-talk and the limiting beliefs, I'd never
1: even really noticed that I was doing it. It's... Oh my gosh, it's so true. You know, I think that um, oftentimes we can, we're, we stand in our own way, right? We can be our own worst enemy just in the limiting beliefs that we have and and what you said about you know I would never hang out with myself that reminded me there's a quote in the book that says you know you are a direct result of the thoughts you think the people you spend time with and the books you read and so you know we have a lot of people around us some are encouraging and some are not and you know as we get older we need to learn like, Hey, you know, I love you. You're a family member of mine, but I don't really, you know, love your energy or, or what you're telling me. I, you know, it's not that you necessarily have to cut ties with everybody in your life, but really you, the people that you spend time with, Oh my gosh, it's so important. Right. Um, and, and, you know, back to what you're saying. Yes. Um, what we, what we think, you know, uh, we should have, uh, we shouldn't limit our beliefs in what we can do. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So where can people uh, find your book? Now, all the listeners, we're, I'm going to have everything in the show notes. So we're going to have you know stuff that we talked about in the show notes. We're going to have links to to Ryan's book in the show notes. But where's the best place for them to pick up your book?
1: Sure. I think that the best place to pick up the book really is on my website. And the website's just the name of the book. So you could go to, I don't know if you need the www now these days, but uh, <laughs> wisdombeyondtheclassroom.com. And there's a place where it says click here, or you can actually pick on click on the picture of the cover, and then it takes you right to Amazon. And so from there, an ebook is an option, a paperback is an option, and, and I think paperback and this... Uh, circumstances awesome because there are two questions at the end of every chapter that have you reflecting on you know what were the most important takeaways from the chapter and and so those two chapters really get you thinking and there's a place for you to write but you can um, through my website it clicks to amazon you can get the ebook there's uh, paperback and now uh, audible as well i read the book i'm the narrator oh awesome so Yeah, best. That's the best place to get it. Fantastic. Yeah, and one of the things that I that I've learned from
0: books is, I I, one I like I love Audibles, and when I'm out driving, drive time university, I'm always, I'm when I'm in the car, I'm always listening to something, but I have to have the book with it because Mm. I can listen to something I don't know twenty times and still not Mm -hmm. get the same level of detail in my head if if, when I'm reading it and when I'm marking marking the book. So I actually when Anytime I order, I'll always order a book download first, and then once I see, hey, that's a good book, then I order the the paperback book. But I have to have the copy of it as well. That's just how it right. On
1: is. I I completely agree, and we go back to uh, we have a mutual uh, favorite book here. But Think and Grow Rich, I had it on Audible first, and I'm like, I I need this in like a paperback. So I I have the paperback. Gosh, they've gone deep with that. I uh, I even have a. Uh, like a note, there's a notebook or journal that goes with it. So I completely agree. Um, having the book is, is, you know, it goes well with the audible. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: Well, I'm telling you, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on the show. Uh, so much value that you've given the audience and, and the listeners. And, and I personally think that personal development is the single biggest thing we can give ourselves as a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the, the one thing, if I could give someone something, it would be the knowledge or the capability or the understanding of how important, uh, personal development is. And, you know, it, we are, I mean, we, again, we are what we think. And if we don't change our thinking, if we don't change in personal development is to me, personal development is the only way to elevate your thinking so you can be more. I mean, if you want to be more, you got to be more. It's
1: (laughs) absolutely. And, and something's coming to mind here. Uh, It's not a quote in my book, but, and I believe it comes from Will Smith. It's something I've heard, but he says, you know, the self-discipline equals self-love and personal development is so much about, you know, self-love and self-care, something that we really could do as a whole, just a lot better job of, you know, it's so important to to give ourselves that self-love and self-care. And the book also talks about that as well. So uh, I completely agree with you, Sean. Uh, well,
0: again, it's been fantastic having you on. I know the listeners are going to love this. And uh, it's such a huge thing. And congr- congratulations on on the book. I mean, that's To me, that is a huge thing to do. I I know it took you, you said, years to do. But it's, man, I, I don't know if I could ever ever do that i i can't get my thoughts down like i want so i'm not just, i'm just all scattered but that that is such an accomplishment and it's uh thank you it is something and again the book will meet people where they're at so someone reading your book tomorrow it's going to be different in 6 months it's uh you know you continue we continue to grow we continue to learn mm-hmm. and our understanding of what we read continues to change as, as we do. So, uh, congratulations on the book. That's, that's absolutely, uh, that's a huge, huge, uh, milestone.
1: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your kind words and, and for having me on here. Uh, it's been a pleasure and, uh, I personally will be tuning into (laughs) your podcast. You've had, what you're doing here is awesome. And, um, and you know, keep going with it. it. It's awesome. It's it's reaching a lot of people and inspiring a lot of yeah. people. I,
0: and I I say this on on several podcasts, but the the thing that I get most out of the podcast is being able to talk and connect with amazing people from around the world. So for me, it's it's a huge win for me. I I, I absolutely love doing this. I was never an extrovert. I always thought I was an introvert, and then mm-hmm. I started. <laughs> for so, something happened somewhere maybe it's personal growth i don't know but i became mm-hmm. somewhat of an extrovert and absolutely love love doing this it it's it's wonderful it's awesome
1: yeah well i guess you're uh you know you're finding that what you're doing you just get so much joy out of it and and you're right being able to connect with people that are doing amazing things around the world it's it's pretty awesome to see and and as our world gets smaller and smaller with technology, it's, it is amazing to see all the great things that are happening in our world, despite, you know, things that, that aren't perfect. Yeah, so absolutely. So I appreciate you having me on uh, here. One hundred
0: percent. Absolute pleasure was mine. And I will, uh, we'll talk again. Uh, definitely want to catch up after, uh, after the book's been out and, and we'll, uh, we'll do a, a catch up, uh call later that'd, on yeah all right
1: that'd, that'd be
0: fantastic well it was so great having ryan on the show I, I truly want to thank him if you want to go pick up a copy of uh, his new book uh just go directly to the website uh, it's www.wisdombeyondtheclassroom.com and pick up his new book. It's something that, again, if you have kids at home, if you're doing stuff with homeschool this year and, and you're, you have your kids and you're teaching them, this is something that is such an important thing to have them look at, have them learn. Uh, it's something that will be so much value to them. Uh, and you can also go to the show notes. All the links will be there. But you can also connect with Ryan on on, face, uh, on Facebook and Instagram. And always remember that leaders are readers. And in the show notes, it's going to be packed with with all these book information. Plus, you can do, uh, you know, I've got a free book, a free copy of Think and Grow Rich that you can get in in, within the show notes. And I'm also doing a seven-day free Think and Grow Rich challenge uh, starting on, I think, August 17th. Go up to the show notes. You can download the book for free. You can get in this seven-day challenge for free. Uh, It's such a great thing to do. Again, thank you so much. And until next week, always remember to think big.